This is the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode 12. And on this episode, we have Mr. Kevin Knight, the founder of the Urban Event Global Travel Agency, the owner of Black Travel Tube, and the new owner of Lone Star Speedway, located in Kilgore, Texas. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? What's up? How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Man, I couldn't be any better. I'm actually in Houston at the moment looking out the room. A game at Rice right now. So that's random, but that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. I'm actually in California right now. Um, just uh, <laughs> staring at a wall right now. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, hey, views. It's just, you know, different views, different views, but, you know. <laughs> No one's judging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much um, for doing this. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I've been following the um, Urban Camp Weekend Instagram page for a little minute. When I first came across it, I was like, what the hell is this? I'm so intrigued. <laughs> Black people camping. I want to go. I started making um, like plans in my head to go. Um, I've never been camping a day in my life, but I'm like, I'm going to Texas. Um, I'm camping. I haven't made it there yet, but, you know, I will one day. You sound like a lot of my other friends. <laughs> I'm going to come out there one day. I'm like, you realize no one's forcing you to say you're going to come. <laughs> Just say you don't want to come. It's okay. It's, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But no, we, um, we've been doing this since, um, what, 2011, 2012, um, it started off as just one time a year. Now it's two times a year. So it's mm. it's pretty fun. We have a lot of people from California, Florida, D.C., New York, Chicago, a lot of different, like at least 38 different states are represented that I've counted um, over the years that that travel to come out and visit with us. So it's it's pretty cool, uh, in my opinion. You know, my biased opinion It's pretty cool <laughs> that um, the largest camping trip of its kind in the country and that the country's ever seen. And um, we're, we, you know, we're doing it twice a year now, June and October. So there's still opportunity for you to come out. Oh, I'm going to come out. Like, you you know, <laughs> listen, the type of person I am, once I say it, I'm going to do it. Now, when I'm going to do it, that's a different story. But right, right, <laughs> I'm okay. going to do it. Hey, as long as you do it at some point, um, you know, and hopefully we're going long enough in the future to where you'll have that opportunity. Yeah. But, you know, strike while the iron's hot. It's definitely a, a fun event. People enjoy it. It's like a big... I call it like a big family reunion. You know, a lot of people, if you followed us on social media or especially if you're on Facebook and you look in the Facebook group for Urban Camp Weekend, you'll see about 40,000 members in that group. And um, it just sounds like one big family, especially as it gets closer to the event. There's more activity, more mm -hmm. people sharing pictures, updates, what they're bringing to camp. Um, they're getting shirts made. It's, it's, it's like a big festival, so to speak. It just happens that 99% of the people there are sleeping outside in a tent. Friday yeah. through Sunday. <laughs> See, that's what like, like sparked the interest. Like I had never seen that until I come across the page. And I was like, yo, this is so dope. Like, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I was like, I said, I was getting excited. And then I was like, well, Tasha, you <laughs> but slow down. <laughs> a lot of people are like, well, I've never, you know, it's, it's too hot for this. So I've never set up a tent of like, it's not a setting up a tent is so easy. I mean, there's an instruction manual, but there's also people there that, that, that <laughs> yeah. will help you set up your tent. 
you you know, they're like, what about the showers and the restrooms? We have showers. We have restrooms. You're not out there stinking all weekend or anything like that. <laughs> uh, like, come on, we're not savages, you know. Um, um, we have all the all the comforts of home. It's just for that weekend, you're sleeping outside. But it's uh, it's fun. We have multiple DJs. We have a comedy show. We have an open bar all weekend long. We have different sponsors out there. We've had, um, you know, alcohol sponsors out there. We've had um red bull sponsor we've had all kinds of sponsors out there so you don't have to worry about alcohol at least that that will always be taken care of by us even if we don't have a sponsor we'll just go buy a bunch of alcohol um but the bars are all free everything's free once you get there you just got to get there okay all right so i'm gonna say this right now if i don't come this year i'm coming next year it's it's in writing it's written it's in concrete (laughs) it's 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 in concrete so we'll we'll see we'll see (laughs) If not, you, we have to revisit this podcast. I know. In, in, in 365 days and see where we're at with the planning. <laughs> no. Okay, so let's jump back a little bit. And um, I want to find out what started your traveling journey. Yeah, so my mom, well, my parents, both my parents were in the military for 22 years, but my mom was a single parent. She actually was in for 22 years. Um, and so I was born in Frankfurt, Germany, traveled my whole life. During the summers, I would travel to either South Carolina um, to go visit my grandma or travel to Philly to go visit my dad or my or my dad's mom, you know, my other grandma. So I was always traveling. Um, we always lived places, you know, two to five years max. We we're always moving. So traveling just became second nature. Uh, traveling alone, I probably started traveling by myself in airports and fourth fourth grade i believe i think third mm-hmm. grade i had a flight attendant which you pay a little extra they'll have like a flight attendant to help you from gate to gate mm-hmm. and then i think fourth grade i was actually by myself and um i was flying from san antonio connecting flight to dallas and then dallas to philly and then my other connecting flight was i think philly to atlanta and then atlanta back to san antonio uh, which is where we lived at the time um just because it was too expensive um, we didn't have that, we didn't have that type of money. So if I want to go see my dad, then I kind of had to do it by myself, so to speak on the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of started the traveling journey, just, uh, having, you know, just liking, liking to travel, never stopped traveling. Even when I was in corporate America, I would always tend to have positions that had me traveling mm-hmm. and use all my vacation time to go travel too. So traveling never really stopped, um, would ended up helping me get started as far as turning it into a business, I would say probably with social media. Mm. Um, when I was doing, we just got done talking about Urban Camp Weekend, but it just started out as a weekend of me and some friends hanging out and I posted some pictures. Um, meanwhile, you know, I still have my corporate America job. This was just something I did on the weekend once a year. And it just kind of got bigger where a lot of my friends wanted to join and it went from like 12 people to 50 people to 75 people to 200 people to a thousand people, to 1500 people, you know, um, up to 2000 people, depending on the year and the campground I used. And so, you know, as I posted more of the things that I was already doing in my personal life, people would always hit me and say, Hey, I want to join next time you go, I want to join. So they started joining me on the camping trip. Then they started joining me on different vacations and I'm like, this sounds like a business. And so I just kind of pivoted a little bit, changed some things around, turned it into a business. And now it's, at least according to USA Today, one of the top five adventure travel companies in the country um, ever since the award has been given out. So that's two years in a row so far. Um, but yeah, so we just travel, have a good time, bringing our people together, 
um, it's it's African-American based, you know, mm-hmm. our, our core audience is African-Americans, even though anyone could join us. But 99.9% of our guests are African-American. And we go to places like, you know, Dubai, Cape Town, Thailand, Rio, Ghana, um, every Caribbean island you could probably think of. Um, we just travel the world. And we didn't stop during the pandemic. Um, we slowed down a couple of places like Barbados um, that we didn't travel to. But um, no, we, we kept traveling. We kept camping. Um, so, yeah. Nice. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> I, I think that answers your question. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, travel destination? I don't. I get asked that quite a bit. Every mm-hmm. every destination has its own like flavor to it, its own mm-hmm. learning. Because I, I travel, I don't just travel for like cool social media pics. I travel to like really... Um, meet the local people, get engulfed in the culture, um, mm-hmm. and just experience life from a different angle, from a different point of view. Um, and I think everyone in the world offers their own point of view. One is not better than the other. They're just different. Um, I would say the trip that changed my life was uh, December 26th of 2000. I went to Guanajuato, Mexico to study abroad for a semester. And the, the, the few weeks I spent there living with a family, going to school in Mexico, um, with other students, with other exchange students, really like one, I became almost fluent in Spanish at the time. Mm. Um, but it was just, it, it just gave me a new love, respect for just different cultures around the world and just seeing um, the socioeconomics of, of different classes of people. And the family we live with, obviously, they had a lot of money because they house exchange students. You know, mm-hmm. if you, you house an exchange student, you have a decent amount of money, more than most in the local community. Um, or they wouldn't have paired you up with, the, with, with the, you know, they won't, they won't pair you up with a family that doesn't have the means to make, you know, yeah. to make it happen. And so, but when we leave that morning, we would go to school and ride the bus and you just see the, how the rest of the country lives. You're like, wow, like these are some of the happiest people I've ever met, but they're also mm-hmm. some of the poorest people I've ever met. And to be able to be that, that, that financially poor, but that, but spiritually in their soul, they were just very happy. It made me understand that happiness doesn't really necessarily revolve around, money you know mm-hmm. now don't get me wrong money can solve a lot of problems and make it, it make things a lot easier <laughs> it, it solves can. a lot of problems but i was also able to see without it you could still live a, a pretty happy life if you're if you're connected with your family and your local community and in your support system you could still have a pretty happy life but, but 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 don't get it twisted though money doesn't make things a lot better i'll tell you that it, it can oh. make things a lot better oh i know <laughs> <laughs> i know um but you know money isn't everything and like for me just being outside being with nature mm-hmm. uh the simple things riding a bike taking a walk down the block you know or or hiking that brings me happiness mhm mhm yeah and that's and that's kind of how my company got started i just like being outside i just want to go like i like as an only child i don't mind being at home chilling like the pandemic didn't really bother me but i live in texas texas never really closed down so to yeah. speak so so it's not <laughs> like we were like like claustrophobic oh i gotta get out of the house like like the pandemic for some reason skipped over texas and florida like people there just <laughs> it just did it just didn't really hit and it's funny i say that as i'm looking over like i'm where i'm at in houston right now is actually a medical um kind of like on the medical uh what's it called uh, 
medical neighborhood. I can't think of it, but it's where a lot of our hospitals and stuff are. Mm-hmm. So I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek. I don't want to like make light of the pandemic yeah. and what happened and the amount of deaths that, that have happened. But you know what I'm saying from a big picture standpoint, Texas and Florida, they, you would think that the world never really stopped. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in Houston. Um, I think a couple of their day parties went viral. So, um, <laughs> it, you know, not, not that I'm proud of it and I didn't host those events, by the way, but, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, I, I, I definitely like to get outside, travel. Um, like you said, just getting outside, running, jogging, hiking, anything, skiing, snowboarding, traveling. Um, I just like being out, mm-hmm. out and about and just enjoying, enjoying the world. And so that's, that's kind of the, the premise of the company, getting out, connecting people to other parts of the world, but also connecting and giving African-Americans a space where they could travel comfortably and do the things that we want to do from our point of view. And that's another reason why I started um, Black Travel Tube, kind of like YouTube, but T-U-B-E, Black Travel Tube. Um, it's a website you can go to and you can read blogs, look at videos or see events from other, other um travelers, other African-American travelers, other African-American business owners that also have mm-hmm. travel agencies. Um, but you can pretty much type in any country in the world and um, you'll see an experience from an African-American person who either wrote a blog about it, did a YouTube video. Um, and I challenge somebody to, to, to find a country that's not on that, not on that page because um, we have a pretty large customer base that go there to upload their videos. Mm. And, and I would recommend if, you're, if you plan on going somewhere, whether it's Tulum, whether it's Ghana, Cape Town, Dubai, go to that website, type it in. It's kind of like the black version of TripAdvisor. Um, but you can actually see it. Like you can see their take on it, their videos, the do's and the don'ts, the pros and the cons of traveling to these places. And um, I started that site a few years ago just for that, for that reason, to not only just promote, you know, my own companies, but for the people that are also in the industry that do what I do they also have an outlet where they could post their videos and post their events as well. So something to bring the whole travel community together mm-hmm. as opposed to siloed and, and, and separate, you know. No, that's and, really cool. And you could find, you could find my both companies, Urban Events Global or Black Travel Tube. You could find them both on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. They're, 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 we're on all the major social media, social media platforms. All right, I'm a follower. Black Travel Tube. I already follow the other ones, mm-hmm. and um, that's really cool. Yeah, the um, Black Travel Tube page. It ended up last year. It got hacked, so this is our second page. Um, gotcha. Like we got locked out of the other one for some reason, and I just didn't go through all the steps, I guess, to try to get it back. Um, so I need to do that. But we have a second page up, so it doesn't have as many followers as the original one, which still only had like thirty thousand followers. But, but. <laughs> you know, it it was a lot over the court that we had gained in that short amount of time of having it yeah. up, like a year and a half, two years. Um, but it, it's all good. It's not a big deal. You know what? I actually do remember Black Travel too because I think you guys did some promo to promote it. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. and then I was like, all right, cool. And then I did follow it, and then and it just disappeared on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. It just disappeared. We're like, damn. It was it was a lot of momentum too. It was it was a lot of momentum. We were featuring a lot of travelers, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I guess when the pandemic happened and people slowed down traveling, I just didn't make it a huge effort to um to to fight to get the page. Yeah. So many other things at the time. And I was like, well, let me get a handle over to this pandemic first. Like, let me mm-hmm. see. Um, do we have to cancel any events? So the world was moving 
at a faster and slower pace during that time frame, fast in some areas and very slow in others. Um, but needless to say, you know, the, the black travel space, we have a pretty good hold or grip on it. And, um, you know, people know who we are and we just have a lot of fun when we travel. Uh, it looks like it. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. No, we have, we have a good little time, you know. I, I should probably do more documentation, but then I don't want to take away all the fun. If, if we show yeah. you everything in the videos, then you, you then we've showed you everything. So we yeah. just, we leave a lot out. We'll show like little teasers, but it's when you go and experience, you're like, oh man, this was okay. Now I get it. This is, this. and a lot of our people end up traveling with us um, to all of our other destinations. And then some of them will come back to do the same destinations more than once so they can see more the next time. Mm. Have you seen an increase since the pandemic of say the the urban camp weekend have you seen more people come out because now people want to be outside more and want to be like i said in touch with nature or just travel more um our yes and no i our numbers have been pretty consistent Mm -hmm. even during the pandemic um we didn't see a major slowdown in our events so especially for like our Labor Day event in Tulum. I think so many people wanted to travel last September where we just had a lot of people that came out. We have a lot of people that are signing up for this year um, to come as well. So it's, 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 it's really hard to tell. Um, Cause I know we, when the pandemic first happened or at least let's say March of 2020, we started getting some phone calls from people who wanted to transfer um, their, their camp tickets to like the next event. Mm-hmm. And so, but, just as many people who transferred, we had other people that wanted to like take wanted their to spots. Yeah, so our numbers still, like, like matter of fact, I think our highest grossing tickets probably was camp of like 2021, June of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and then June of 2020, the year that, you know, the first year of the pandemic, we didn't even, we stopped promoting it months in advance. Like I didn't even, we didn't do a promo for that whole year. So if you knew about the event, you just knew about it. And we had over a thousand people um, with no advertisement. Cause I didn't want to be seen advertising during the pandemic. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so <laughs> with no advertising. So the event still went on, you know, and, and it's an outdoor event. So technically you could, you could socially distance um, yeah. six feet apart if you choose to. Um, but some people are just like, Hey, I, you know, I'm outside. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not, I'm not making it mandatory for people to, to, to socially distance. Um, mm-hmm. Like I told somebody on the phone, you could just not come. <laughs> I mean, like you, you're an adult. You can just decide to not come. If you're worried about, if you're worried about the pandemic, then stay in the house and that is okay. You, you know, <laughs> <laughs> stay home. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to commit. Like, I, I, yeah. think, I don't know if she was trying to call, like ask me to convince her why she should go. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. Yeah, like people yeah. are dying. I'm not going to convince you to go. You're, you're an adult. That you do what you decide to do. We'll be here. Yeah. You know, we'll be here if you decide to go. We'll be here to, if you decide to stay at home. Yeah. You know, people do whatever's comfortable to you, what you yeah. feel comfortable with. Exactly. You know, one thing people are going to do is people. People will do what people want to do. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. People, people are going <laughs> to people. Like I, I'm at the age now. It's very hard to let me down. Like uh, people are going to people. Whatever you think people are going to do, they're probably going to do it. <laughs> Don't say, oh, I can't believe they did that. You should start believing it because people are going to people at all times. They're going to make decisions that are beneficial to them. So get, yeah. on, get over it. 
Exactly. And especially if you know these people. <laughs> exactly. 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 People are going to people. So just let people people, you know, let, let people do what people do. So what um why did you choose to do the um Urban Camp weekend um two times a year instead of one? Okay, so it used to be one time a year and then I wanna say was it twenty fifteen? maybe 2015, 2014, one of those two years, people kept asking for more. They're like, we can't wait another year for this event. Mm. Is there something in the fall? And I'm like, look, people, I got like, I got stuff to do. Like I have a real job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this is, this was just like something I did in the summertime. This wasn't something mm-hmm. I'm trying to like build a business on. Like, so at first I was like, nah, we're good at just one time a year. I said, there are certain events that are just one time a year, Super Bowl, Essence Festival, Coachella, like yeah, they don't, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're just, it's once a year. Like, get over it. It's once a year. They're like, nah, but we want to do it twice a year. So I was like, fine, we'll do it during Halloween. So then we did it one Halloween. Um, about, I'd say about six, seven hundred people showed up. I was like, okay, I guess these people really want to, <laughs> I guess they really want to camp in the fall. And so, and, and at the time, the, it was way more profitable profitable for me to do it in the fall because campgrounds are slow in the fall and mm. they need the business. So they don't charge you as much um, to rent their facilities. Right. Um, because you're renting the whole campground. Gotcha. And so, you know, that whole campground can cost you depending on where you're going, 10,000 to $60,000 for the, for a weekend, um, depending on where you're camping at, what season, you know, whether it's summer, fall, spring, um, and so I was like, well, I know all campgrounds, all campgrounds across the United States are very slow in the fall. Mm-hmm. So they offered me a pretty good deal. So I was like, man, I, you know, they charged me almost $30,000 less in the fall. Mm. So that, so to me, that's a $30,000 win right there. If, if I'm not spending it on, on that and I'm getting the same crowd, then I technically make more money in the fall. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this fall thing's not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> this fall thing's a pretty good idea. And so um, so that's why we started doing it in the fall. And the numbers have been pretty consistent. Usually the summertime, whatever numbers we have in the summer, we'll have probably like 80 to 85% of the same numbers in the fall. Mm-hmm. So the summer is still the flagship big, big event. But there are some people who prefer the fall because of the weather. Yeah. But the weather, the weather in Texas can be real unpredictable in October. Like October, the end of October is a very tricky time period because it can easily be like one weekend it can be like eighty degrees, and next weekend it can be like twenty. Mm-mm. And I've and I've <laughs> seen and I've seen that happen. Like I've seen like like yeah, fall. That that's one thing about fall. It's so unpredictable. You know, one the fall we did during the pandemic, people were actually in the water, so that it was warm. Okay. But but that next weekend it was like forty degrees outside and cold. So central Texas in the fall, very unpredictable. Get, give me the eighty degree weather. I, I'll take that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. The best weather, and I don't want to jinx this, but we typically do really well in the summertime. Summertime is just fun. It, you know, it's just good weather. Yeah, yeah. And when? It, what are the dates? Or have you decided the dates yet? Yeah, um, you would think I would know them by heart. It's uh, I don't. It's June twenty. <laughs> it's June twenty something. Uh, I want to say it's like the fourth or third weekend of um, of June this year. 
and then the last weekend of, of, of October. Okay. Yeah, but it's on our it's on our website though, urbaneventsglobal.com. Events has an S in it, so urbaneventsglobal.com. Um, I want to say June 26 for some reason, but I don't know. It's on the website. All right, I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. Yep, yep, and and also like when people say, you know, what do I pack? What do I like all their questions are literally right there on the page. We have a packing list. We have information about RVs. If you want to rent an RV, have it delivered. There's like websites like RV Share that'll bring the RV to the campground for you and set mm. it up. So all you have to do is just show up. Um, and so we usually have about 50 to 60 people in RVs, but 99% of people are sleeping outside in a in a little small tent. And they kind of build their own little areas. <laughs> Up, have their pop up tents, pop up tables, chairs, and they just come enjoy. Listen, I'm sitting here smiling, like I'm, <laughs> I'm getting excited. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. getting excited. Yeah, whenever you get bored, just go to YouTube and 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 and, and type in Urban Camp Weekend, and you'll <laughs> see at least twenty different videos, thirty different videos from different years. Um, and it's very consistent. A very happy, joyful crowd of people just hanging out just enjoying life, dancing to music, have some adult games like tug of war and stuff like that, playing, you know, the the big Jenga games, Connect Four. It's just like adult fun. Uh, there's no other way around it. Kickball. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of fun. Yeah, and like I said, it seems like it. And I also see like like in the mornings you have like yoga and different uh-huh. types of exercise. Yep. yep so it's yep. an array of things that you can do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll do like, we usually start off like boot camp for the people who want to wake up early. I'm not one of them, but (laughs) it's it's there, you know, it's there. I usually wake up around the yoga time. It's when I'm like getting out of the bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so when I walk out there, they're usually doing yoga at that point. But yeah, we always try to add some type of like good fitness and and stuff in there. Um, We've had like self-defense classes in the morning. Mm. Anything physical, we typically get done during you know in the morning um yeah in the morning and so yeah oh, that's really dope that's really dope um i was gonna ask you something oh so is it usually in the same do you usually try to do it in the same campground or Ooh, that's a good one that's a good segue into my next business venture so um, it used to be for many years in central Texas at a campground that we used. And then they, a couple of things happened. Um, one of which they started getting more expensive because they wanted to like get into our profits, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started getting more expensive. They weren't really consistent. Um, and I, I felt like, you know, most campgrounds and RV parks aren't geared towards African-Americans. So, Mm-hmm. And, and they're usually located in like off the beaten path, which at the time I would just, let's just call it Trump country. Right. Yeah. And and so I started seeing some things that I didn't necessarily agree with from a principal standpoint. Now in the back of my mind, I was already looking for and trying to find other campground locations. And I found a couple, but they still didn't really hit, you know, what I needed. But at the end of the day, you're at the whims and wishes of that facility mm-hmm. uh, and whether or not they want to allow your people in for a whole weekend, right? And that's gonna be the challenge with anybody, um, with any African-American organization that's bringing a lot of people. They wanna know like, well, who are you guys? Like, what's your resume, so to speak, yada, yada. And you're almost like kissing their butt to rent out their facility. Mm-hmm. So, so I knew at some point 
I was like, I need to find my own land and build my own campground so I don't have to knock on these doors anymore. And so this will be the first year that it's in Kilgore, Texas. Um, mm. The last fall, let me see, was that August of 2021, um, me and a partnership I created bought Lone Star Speedway, um, which sits on 55 acres of land in Kilgore. Um, at the same time, we also bought an RV park that that was attached mm. to that land. So we bought an RV park, we bought um, the, the racetrack, and then we bought a barn and minium, which is basically like a like a barn home. It's like a two-story barn home. It's actually pretty nice. Sounds weird. I've never heard of a barn and minium. <laughs> Me neither. Hey, hey, look it up later. <laughs> you know, but they, they exist apparently and they're they're becoming more popular. Um, there's a lot of things I never heard of until I purchased this random piece of property in East Texas. Um, and so we bought it. 55 acres of land, which is twice the size of any campground we've ever used. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be hosting the campground there at the um, African-American-owned Speedway in Kilgore, Texas. Hey, so, there you go. That's Thank nice. You. <laughs> Thank you. So we own a, a 3 8 mile dirt track, which they're actually having an event there today. Um, we have some guys that are, um, they call it a test and tune, you know, for the race car drivers to go there and kind of like, test out their equipment on the track. So I'm allowing them to do that now, even though I'm three and a half hours away. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so they have that going on. We had a monster truck show that was on the front page of the paper there last weekend. So we're using that facility to host host events. So now, now I'm on both sides of the coin. So mm-hmm. I have to, I just have to write a contract to rent the track for myself. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the terms will obviously be way more favorable than they have been in the past yeah. for, for, for the business. But, but yeah, we're, we're excited about that venture, um, to actually owning, you know, a piece of land, building it out. We're going to be adding some more RV spaces there, adding some tiny homes to the oh, property nice. and, and really trying to fix it up is it, it needs a lot of, it probably, I honestly, it probably needs another, like I would say $600,000, $700,000 worth of like improvements to make it mm-hmm. to where, where I want to present it to people. Um, but we're going to, we're going to get there. You know, I don't think I need to do it all at once. Yeah. Um, it's just like some cosmetic, it's really just cosmetic stuff. Like 80% of the improvements are just cosmetic improvements. It's not like functional, like functionally everything works, mm-hmm. but some stuff, are, some, some stuff is just old or like, the concession stand stuff just needs to be thrown out and start from scratch. So, so little stuff like that, we can still host events there. Um, we just can't use certain parts of it. And it's not, you know, and technically it's not even necessary to use certain parts of it. Um, we can still make do with having thousands of people there without using the indoor concession area. We can still use the outdoor concession area. So just little stuff like that. Man. Um, I'm just so like, excited for you <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 you're one of my family members or my friends like yes yeah, I'm, rooting, no. I'm rooting for you all right i, I, <laughs> Just I know appreciate that. it i definitely appreciate it we've, we've gotten a lot of uh local support from our friends family members and just everything that we're trying to do is for our community right mm-hmm. and it's for our people and it's just our little small small way to give back and try to make and leave our footprint. Yes. Um, and, and we won't be the first or the last to do, you know, things like this. It's just a matter of just continuing to do what we can, our little parts. And I think yep. collectively, um, if everyone just does their little part collectively, we'll continue to see change for years to come. Um, obviously, you know, it's 2022. 
change doesn't happen overnight. Um, we've been going through change for hundreds and hundreds of years. We're going to continue mm-hmm. to go through some changes, but at least we're making it easier for those that come behind us. Like my three-year-old daughter, Avery, you know, um, for those that come behind us, we're just making a path a little bit easier for them. And hopefully they take advantage of that path and create, create their own path and, and continue to create ways to advance our culture and our people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I applaud all that you are doing for the community, for the travel space, for the outdoor space, all the spaces, all the spaces that you're in, you're doing stuff for. I applaud you for that. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I, I, I couldn't necessarily see, I couldn't have predicted any of this, you know, um, being in financial services, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, private equity space for like 16 years. Um, when I retired in 2016 and just started hanging out and traveling, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't necessarily see that, see that coming. You know, I mm-hmm. thought I'd retire a lot older um, from the financial industry and, and just kind of sit and chill or just travel, but not like, not like what I'm doing now, um, yeah. which is, which is a lot better than what I had originally planned. So I, I must say I'm, I'm enjoying the space I'm in at the moment. <laughs> 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 nice <clears throat> as they say goals <laughs> goals 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 and goals and there's and there's more there's more goals yeah but, you know you got to try to celebrate the the small wins and then yep. keep on moving then celebrate and then keep on moving um and just don't get too too comfortable always mm-hmm. always put in a little bit of work yep i 100 percent agree with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah once so I started following your um, Instagram page and I saw the Lone Star Speedway and I, I read your caption and I was like, what? I have to, <laughs> now I have to reach out. <laughs> and I didn't know if you were going to say yes or no to this interview. And I was like, you know what? Um, you know, I've been following him for a while and his other pages. Just go for it, Tasia, because, you know, I want to, interview people who who are doing things that they truly enjoy um in these spaces that they're in and mm-hmm. um and let them and let other people know that you can be in these spaces you can be in these outdoor spaces you can <laughs> you can own a a, a, a raceway mm-hmm. you can go camping you can do these things that you you we think traditionally we haven't been a part of, you know, right. and when we don't see people that look like us, sometimes we get, you know, intimidated or we're like, ah, oh, nah. you know, that's not for us. Right. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of that has to do with just like knowledge, right? Like there's a yes. lot of stuff that we've been a part of, but we haven't been a part of it. We don't know we've been a part of it. Even like old school cowboys. Yes. Like there's a lot of black cowboys out there that are legitimate cowboys who paved the way for other cowboys in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been black race car drivers before Bubba Wallace. There's been black, like we're, we're there. It's just, you're not taught these things in school. So you don't see it or it's yes. like, and if you don't see it, it just kind of goes away in a his, in someone else's history books of yes. unknown. But you know, a lot of this stuff we've, we've been doing, you just, you know, 
we, but it's not, you got to seek out that knowledge. It's not going to be hand delivered to us because it's not in their benefit to teach us everything about our own history. We've got to teach ourselves. Exactly. Um, I remember, and this is not too long ago, (laughs) um, I traveled to Kentucky and I ended up in this cemetery and I'm walking around the cemetery and it's a, it's a black cemetery. And then I'm noticing on the headstones that majority of the people buried here were black jockeys. Then I look up black jockeys and how they dominated the sports. <laughs> and I had no idea. And I was grown when I found this out. But like you said, unless you research and seek out this knowledge mm-hmm. or, or I'm from that area where it's like known, I, I, had, I had no idea. And when I came back, I was asking all my friends and my family, like, have you heard about this? Did you know? Most of them said no. You know, like, because we, like you said, we hadn't been taught that. So I completely agree with you. Like, we've always been in a lot of these spaces, but, you know, just faded away once we got pushed out. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's, and that's how, and it will continue (laughs) to happen that way if we don't push our own narrative. Mm-hmm. at times and and that's why you know being in corporate america i was always probably the only african-american p- person in leadership roles right i was the vice president of sales for a couple different companies and anyway i was always one of the only ones in the room um and that's why i made my company so um let's just say so black by, <laughs> by, by naming it the way i named it which was intentional you know yeah. urban urban events global i wanted them to know from the get-go who was walking into that room or who's who this email is coming from, right? Um, black travel tube. Yes, black people are traveling. Like that's what you're <laughs> going to see. Like there's no hidden agenda. There's no like I say what I say. It's it's out there on the website. You know, for for minority owned businesses that want to come to my camping trip, I tell them if you have a product to sell, like mm-hmm. all you have to do is buy a ticket and um, you can sell your product there. There's no vendor fees or anything like that for minority-owned businesses. Mm. So you want to sell your little sunglasses, your little whatever. I say little, not to be disrespectful. I just say that about everything. You want to sell whatever it is you're selling. Cool, pop up a table, start selling it. Like it's whatever you make is what you make. You know, give give people that platform so they can get their business off the ground. Because I don't want to stand in the way of another another person eating. You know, I don't want to stand in the way of someone else's dream when I already have a platform built. Like, what good is charging them a fee? You know, let's say I could charge them a thousand dollars fee to set up their stuff and sell it. That's just one more, one more hurdle for them. They may not have yeah. a thousand bucks, you yeah. know. Um, so I just say, hey, just buy a ticket like everybody else, and then we'll find you a space by the rest of the vendors, and you can sell your stuff. Cool. Going about your business, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why be, you know, why, why be in the way of another business potentially blowing up? And at some point. My and I tell them all the same thing. At some point, when you blow up, just don't forget about us. You know, right? When you get big, don't forget about us. Hook us up. Exactly. I'll let you boy. Give me something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me a free shirt or something. You know, I, I, I take products. I take uh, <laughs> some hair products. I could, Lord knows I could use them. You know, um, something. So so there it is. Listen, uh, you've inspired me. Um, I'm sure you've inspired others and then others who will listen to this podcast. Um, uh, thank you again. Uh, is there any last words before we wrap up? 
No, um, not really. Just um, continue to, to continue to do what makes you happy. Uh, hopefully try to find a way to make it profitable. Um, just use social media as a tool, um, not just something that you waste time thumbing through all day, but actually study it. Uh, study what what people are doing, what people are into, and 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 get your business going that way. It, you know, if if entrepreneurship is for you, or something that you're interested in, or just a hobby, social media could be your best friend, and that hobby may end up being uh, a multi million dollar business one day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all I got. Nice. Thank you for the wise words. <laughs> <laughs> problem no problem (laughs) thank you again for being a guest on the rolling with tay podcast i'm your host tasia aka tay and thanks for listening awesome thanks for having me one more rolling with tay podcast well follow on instagram and twitter at rolling with tay Visit the blog rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel Rolling With Tay.